0: Do you have brain fog you just can't shake? Is your memory getting worse or does focus seem impossible? Does fatigue seem to be ruling your life? If so, you may have a brain detox problem in something called your glymphatic system. Your glymphatic system is a rarely talked about system in your brain that is responsible for transporting waste from the inside to the outside of your neural tissue. If this system is compromised, you will not be able to detox metabolic waste and inflammatory substances from your brain. No matter how many supplements you take or foods you change to help clear your head, you will continue to struggle with brain fog, fatigue, and memory problems. Therefore, in today's episode, I'm teaching you five ways you can cleanse your brain by opening up your glymphatic system. I'm so excited for you to regain clear, focused thinking by tapping into the magic of your brain's natural detox system. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, everybody. Well, welcome back to our series on detoxing. Today, we're going to be talking all about the brain and a system our brain uses for detoxing called the glymphatic system. If you've never heard of the glymphatic system, I'm very excited for you to learn about it. Number one, because it's real and it exists. And if we actually want to try and change our health, it's really helpful to actually understand the systems we're working with, how they function, and then how they can become impaired. That will enable enable you to be more specific in the things you try to do to heal yourself and improve your health. So let's jump in. And just a reminder, if you are new to our series, we have episode 103 of the Better Belly podcast. I am introing on our detox series and talking about how detoxing is not just a a one-time thing. It's not just a green smoothie or a juice cleanse. It actually has multiple steps, which I summarize in something called the ABLE method, which is adding agitating, binding, and eliminating. And there's different parts of our bodies, uh, different different systems of our bodies are responsible for different parts of this whole entire detox process. So if you want to learn more about the ABLE method and what it means and and how you can detox fully and completely and not actually kind of make yourself feel worse or not really get the results you want. If you kind of feel like you've been stuck there, I'd encourage you to check out episode 103 as well as you're listening to this and joining us in this series. But to continue on today, we're talking about the brain and particularly we're talking about brain fog and fatigue and all the things that comes with that when the brain is not functioning optimally. So in the intro, I talked about something called the glymphatic system and how it's a waste clearance system that's in the brain. And I actually grabbed a little bit of a research article for those of you who like research that you can read and see this is not hocus pocus or, or something made up or something theoretical. The glymphatic system is a real thing. So you can go check that out at the NCBI, which is... Um, it's it's research it's a research institute and they post all sorts of free research to read on the internet and it has a glymphatic system overview so if you want to learn more about the nitty-gritty there you can go check that out but the glymphatic system has been relatively recently discovered and what it is, it, it, it is a system that is mediated by something called glial cells in the brain, right? So for a long time, in when we talk about brain health and maybe intelligence or mood, all these things we talk about something called neurons and then we talk about maybe neurotransmitters which are these chemical messengers that, that are sent between neurons. But what scientists have discovered is that there's also these other cells in the brain that have, that they're not neurons, but they've started to discover that they have these other functions. And what we call, what they group them as is glial cells. Glial cells are more or less support cells for the neurons. And there's up to six types currently, but potentially more types of glial cells in the brain. And the other thing that's really interesting about glial cells is the number of glial cells in the brain. Now, the exact number or quantity of glial cells is kind of up for debate right now, and researchers might vary on what they say. But what is clear is that there's not a small amount of them. Research might vary from glial cells have a one-to-one ratio with neurons. That is, they make up at least 50% of the brain. Some research says there's a three-to-one ratio of glial cells to neurons, means that they compromise up to 70% of the brain. And then other research says that they might be up to 90% of the brain. That's something that comes from Ben Bars in his research, With all of these numbers and variances in how many glial cells there are, there's also the idea that it's very possible that the quantity of glial cells might vary based on where you are in the brain or in the spinal cord. Now, that might not matter very much to us as we're talking about, okay, how can I detox my brain so I don't have brain fog and fatigue? But what does matter is that The research is suggesting that glial cell quantity and functionality, so the health of these cells, is most responsible for brain functionality. So this could include everything from memory and focus to straight-up intelligence, such as the possibility that Einstein's intelligence was more likely due to a higher quantity of glial cells as a factor of his intelligence rather than for for example, more neuron cells, right? So we want to care about glial cells because they are primarily responsible to, for the functioning of the lymphatic system. That we can tell. There's a glial cell specifically called an astrocyte and it's more or less provides the scaffolding for the brain. So they actually find that neuron cells will kind of be hanging off of these astrocytes and the astrocytes creates the volume and the structure and like I said, the scaffolding for the life and the livelihood of these neurons. Neuron cells. And the astrocytes also, because they're the scaffolding, they also provide a highway for both nutrients and toxins to be transported either in or out of the brain. So if we're thinking about foggy headiness and fatigue and, and cells functioning at their highest capacity, cells will function less well if they're burdened by toxicity. And we're even talking about potentially very normal toxicity like metabolic waste, basically things that cells create as they use Glucose and oxygen, and all these things that cells need to live, but then also potentially other toxins, additional toxins like heavy metals, food sensitivities that have caused inflammation, all these sorts of things inside of the brain, right? So, we want astrocytes to be happy. We want the glial cells to be happy and healthy and functioning. Now, The detox power of Glymph falls under in our ABLE method, which is agitate, bind, and eliminate. It falls under agitate and also transferring. So we want to move brain waste outside of the brain, and it will ultimately end up in the lymphatic system of the body, which if you haven't learned about the lymphatic system or want to brush up on it, go check out a... Episode 108, the previous episode to this one, to learn more about the lymphatic system in your body and how you can optimize that to detox. But the lymphatic system works where you have these astrocytes and the scaffolding in the brain and all these glial cells. And it helps transport something called cerebral spinal fluid, cerebral spinal fluid. (laughs) It's this fluid that that gives buoyancy to the brain and and actually helps nutrients move in and out. It's, It's the fluid inside of your brain. If you've ever thought, yeah, your brain has a little bit of fluid in it, it's not blood. It's actually very specific, unique fluid called cerebral spinal fluid. Moving on, some other things we know about the glymphatic system is that, or at least what research is showing is that the glymphatic system turns on when we are asleep, not when we are awake. And so we've all heard about the importance of sleep and you need to sleep to have focus and stable mood and balance your blood sugar and all these things. But now we understand a little bit more about the biology or we're increasing our understanding of why sleep is so important. And the glymphatic system is a very specific reason why sleep is important for brain health. Um, but the glymphatic system is also impeded if there is inflammation in the brain. So, uh, inflammatory markers, part of the immune system, uh, breaking down of the blood brain barrier, all those things are going to congest up the lymphatic system. So, we're not able to either bring in nutrients to cells so they can function or push out toxins from cells so they can function. So, if you're wondering, well, do I possibly have a problem with my lymphatic system? Here are some symptoms of a clogged glymphatic system pathway. They are anything related to your central nervous system that is your brain and your spinal cord. So that includes brain fog, fatigue, poor memory, difficulty focusing, anxiety, depression, mood instability, irritability, overwhelm, insomnia, and conditions like OCD. There's also some associated conditions that Researchers are wondering and starting to find potential evidence that there's connection to the lymphatic system, the functionality of it being connected to Alzheimer's and dementia. So disease states where reduction of the the brain's ability to naturally detox itself is going to lead to these cells in the brain getting to a point where you actually have a disease such as Alzheimer's or dementia. Now, some symptoms that are not related to glymphatic the glymphatic system, so like anything related to the brain and spinal cord that you might have along with the glymphatic system symptoms are going to be things that anything that is connected to the source of inflammation. So if your brain is has inflammation um, due to food sensitivities, you might also get some bloating if your brain has inflammation due to pathogens or to lack of minerals in the body or mineral imbalance, you might have constipation. If your brain is inflammation because of hormone imbalance or because of um, really high estrogen, really high testosterone, really low progesterone, then you're also going to have problems with PMS or poor sleep or um, anxiety, irritability, uh, cramping, all these things. So you want to consider that while it's not directly related to the lymphatic system, they're going to happen at the same time. Uh, which gets us to well, what what actually clogs up the lymphatic system? Why why is the lymphatic system suddenly not functioning? And the good news is is you're not just doomed. It's not going to be like well, your genes just decided that your lymphatic system is just going to shut down. Typically, you're going to have some things that are irritating the lymphatic system, either overwhelming it or decreasing its functionality. So on our detox series, we've typically been separating problems into either a source of inflammation, which I've already started to list but also reduce detoxification capability. So under sources of inflammation, we've got pretty much the same things we've been talking about for the past few episodes, which if you've been listening to this series, you might be like, Allison, I've been, you've already said all these same things before. Why do you keep saying them? Well, the good news is, is because if you deal with these things, you can massively decrease symptoms in every system of your body, right? Your brain, your gut, your hormones, it's, it's everywhere. So your skin, everything we've covered thus far and everything we're going to cover could improve when you deal with the root cause of problems in your health. So some sources of inflammation are going to include pathogens. Uh, some big pathogens for brain health in particular are going to be mold. Mold is incredibly neurotoxic and mold inside of the body. It's not very commonly really looked for by doctors. It's totally totally lookable for, lookable, I think I just made that word up. You can look for it, Um, but it's very common. I've seen in lots of my clients. When we've done testing, we also have things like systemic candida, which is a problem where candida, which should be hanging out in the gut, becomes overgrown and then due to leaky gut, ends up in the bloodstream and then travels everywhere in the body. You can have... Uh, Lyme, which is as something called a stealth infection, so an invisible or very easily invisible infection can really, really attack the brain. Any type of gut pathogen paired with leaky gut, so, so a parasite in leaky gut or H. pylori in leaky gut, they're going to create basically toxins that they're spewing out to weaken your immune system, well, it's going to pass through your intestinal lining because of the leaky gut, end up in your bloodstream, travel to the brain, and boom, you have more inflammation. So these are all things I found in my clients, um, minus the Lyme, which we do not look for, but is something that I keep in mind and have pointed several of my clients to finding working with an expert who works with Lyme. Um, But after pathogens, you wanna be thinking about heavy metal toxicity. Heavy metals are known to be incredibly neurotoxic to the brain, things like lead, mercury, cadmium, All these things are going to be what you want to keep on your radar. Wendy Myers, who is a fellow FDN and the creator of Myersdetox.com, has a great blog post on heavy metals and brain toxicity. And I've put a link in the show notes if you want to go and read more there. It's going to be how heavy metals cause brain fog and negatively impact brain performance. A phenomenal blog post, and she's a heavy metals expert. I love her work, and she's done a Great job of summarizing and giving a lot of evidence along with her blog post, just putting a lot of research um, throughout it so that if you ever are like, Is this research backed? it's right there. But some fun, a fun fact just to keep in mind if you're like, You know, do I have a heavy metal or not? is if you know you've had Candida, or you're suspicious you've had Candida, or you know you've had like repeated bouts of Candida. Candida is has been known to absorb specifically mercury. And if you, if you just Google the mercury candida connection, you will find lots of hits and things that you can read. So candida absorbs mercury and what will happen, and one of the theories we have out there is that the body, if you have a mercury exposure and you're developing mercury, maybe you have mercury amalgams in your teeth or you eat foods that have a lot of mercury in them, uh you're, you're, at first, your body is going to actually encourage the growth of candida because if your body has two choices, mercury exposure or candida, it's going to say, let's do the candida and let's have the candida eat the mercury. Mercury will actually then stimulate the growth of candida, which will make you have increased candida symptoms. And then the candida absorbs more and more mercury. Any but eventually the candida will be saturated with mercury. It will re-release it into your body, and you will now have symptoms of both mercury and candida. One thing that's interesting, and that I've seen with my clients who've had repeated exposures or repeated um, problems with mercury coming up in, or excuse, me, not mercury, candida coming up in their health, is that that they actually have mercury in their body and it's not being looked for by their their health professionals that they've worked with. So anytime that I work with a client, we both do testing for candida. And if they have candida, we're also doing something called an HTMA or hair tissue mineral analysis test. And that's going to also make sure that If any mercury is coming out as we're dealing with the candida, that we can continue to get rid of the mercury, so the candida goes away and stays away. So anytime you're going through candida protocol, just make sure you're testing your mercury levels and dealing with the mercury by binding it and agitating it and eliminating it, which is a whole protocol which we're not going to talk about in today's episode but is incredibly important. And then lastly, one more thing on mercury. Many symptoms of mercury overload overlaps with brain toxicity as the brain is the most affected organ by mercury. I'll say it again. The brain is the most affected organ by mercury. So anxiety, brain fog, depression, fatigue, sleep disturbances, just to name a few, are both symptoms of mercury toxicity, but also, of course, brain toxicity. Some other things that you want to keep in mind for brain toxicity and brain inflammation are food sensitivities, which will raise inflammatory markers in the bloodstream and get to the brain leaky gut, which leaks through the, uh, things that normally would stay in the gut that we want to keep in the gut and ends up in the bloodstream and gets to the brain, and personal care products that have toxins. Anything that goes on the skin that you then gets absorbed into the bloodstream, we're thinking perfumes, colognes, lotions, shampoos, makeup, all these things are going to then let toxins into the body. So if the brain's not, if the brain's experiencing or if you're experiencing brain toxicity symptoms, you wanna think, do you actually have toxins actively overloading your brain, actively coming in on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute basis, whether or not you're sleeping or eating or awake or whatever, are these toxins continuing to 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 pile up in the brain tissue? Now, the brain, again, has a natural detoxification capability. So the second question we want to be asking is, is your brain actually set up to detox well? So the two big things that are involved in brain toxicity is number one, sleep, and number two, the actual health of the, of the brain tissue. So if you're not sleeping well, you, you have inconsistent bedtimes, you're waking up at night, maybe, you know, I'm thinking, Due to breastfeeding, or your children are kind of waking up you waking you up a lot, or you have difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, which might be common with pathogens and G, just general GI dysfunction. Maybe you have bloating waking you up at night, um, or you're doing night shifts. All these sleep irregularities are going to decrease the general detoxification quality of your brain. But the other thing, and the thing I really want to to highlight. If I could highlight one thing in today's episode is physical injury to the brain and spinal cord. I have seen so many clients come to me with brain fog and fatigue and difficulty focusing and depression and anxiety. And just in a couple craniosacral therapy sessions, we massively improve all those things. They don't have to change anything about their diet or anything about their lifestyle or mindset or breathing techniques, none of that, right? And this has to do with the fact that if you've had a concussion or head injury, any type of birthing trauma, such as use the use of forceps a vacuum prolonged labor um, if you've ever had an epidural a spinal tap or scoliosis which affect the spine any tailbone injury which will affect the the spine and the brain all the way down to the base of where all of that connects in the in the tailbone right so the tailbone's actually connected via something called the the dura mater all the way up through the meninges of the dural tube or the the spinal cord all the way up to the brain right if that's being anchored and yanked on and and pulled and restricted at the very bottom of your body it's kind of like an anchor and it's going to yank on that brain spinal cord and really impact how easily all of this fluid the cerebral spinal fluid can flow around inside of your lymphatic system and both of course, bring in nutrients and remove toxins. So tailbone injury sports collisions, such as soccer, volleyball, gymnastics can cause adhesions uh, around the spinal cord or brain through the meninges, which will impede again, that fluid flow. You want that fluid flow so that it can Wash things out. Think about your brain's constantly trying to wash itself, both bringing in nutrients and removing toxins. If there's any inflammation or restrictions, adhesions in the brain due to any type of physical injury, this is going to massively decrease your detoxification capability of your lymphatic system. I've had clients also with a history of things such as falling off a horse falling out of a tree, slipping on ice, onto their tailbone or to their head, or falling off a bike that we can then correlate with an increase in their brain fog and difficulty focusing and poor sleep and irritability and kind of mental health disturbances all of that just from physical injury. And it's not really acknowledged by the conventional healthcare system. Conventional healthcare system usually is concerned with, you know, do you have a concussion? If you have a concussion, they're not thinking about craniosacral therapy or other uh, modalities like that to try and increase your lymphatic system and your cerebral spinal fluid flow, right? So these are things that can reduce detoxification capability of your brain and will overall create a result where your brain's just slowly getting a build up, a build up, a buildup of toxins and also possibly a starvation of nutrients, no matter how good the food you're eating. Right. So even if you have no, even if you have no sources of inflammation, or at least no massive sources of inflammation, and you eat, you know, organic natural, fresh food and you take supplements and you exercise, you do all these great things, but you have a history of concussion or birthing trauma or epidural or a tailbone injury or sports collision, falling off a horse, all these things I just listed, you will have a very normal rate of, it, of, of toxicity in the brain. So just normal metabolic waste, but an abnormal ability to actually get it out of your brain because it is compromised. So what, what are the solution to all these things? There's five things that you can do, right? So I talked about five things. So the f- number one thing you can do, the first thing is just check out your sleep. If you can't get yourself to sleep, go to bed at the same time each night, give or take 30 minutes. That's gonna be kind of the norm. So pick a time to go to bed that you feel is reasonable and good for your health. And typically I'm advising my clients 10 o'clock. Research has shown that sleeping from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., those are the four most important hours of sleep per night, no matter what time zone you live in, anything there. Our bodies are just wired to be able to sleep Best and actually get the most rejuvenation and brain brain rejuvenation during those hours. But pick a time, ten o'clock. You know, so if it's ten o'clock, between nine thirty and ten thirty, you want to be going to bed at the same time. You also want to work on paying back sleep debt. Now, there's actually a way you can pay back sleep debt, which is super fun. You just want to go to bed at the same time each night. You want to let yourself sleep in, then as long as you can naturally do that. So if you go to bed at ten o'clock. You might wake up naturally with no alarms at 10 a.m., right? You're paying back sleep debt. And what happens is over time, as you pay that sleep debt back, you'll start to wake up naturally earlier and earlier. As you wake up naturally, you want to make sure you get out of bed and start getting going. You don't just hang around in bed, refall back asleep, but get up go about your day, go to bed again at the same time. And eventually you'll start going to bed, say at 10 o'clock and waking up at a consistent time. So it might be 10 o'clock to 8am, 10 o'clock to 7am, something like that. And that is the A, the normal amount of time that you personally need to sleep. And it also means you have paid back your sleep debt when you're waking up naturally at the same time every day without an alarm. So, sleep's number one. And I'm going to say sleep, I super sympathize with this. And if you're like, well, Allison, I've tried my best to sleep and sleep's just really hard. And, you know, I do, you know, blue light glasses and I sound machines and take warm, relaxing baths and drink tea to help me sleep. And you've tried all the things and sleep just isn't working. Well, unfortunately, another problem with sleep is that melatonin, uh, 80% of melatonin is made in your gut. So if you have any gut problems going on, again, food sensitivities, undiscovered pathogens, uh, heavy metals that are breaking down your gut lining, things like that, you're actually gonna, your melatonin levels and your ability to make melatonin often decreases dramatically and you are gonna have a hard time with sleep. So hear me in saying, even when I'm saying please sleep better. It might not all be sleep hygiene, so definitely give yourself a break and don't don't beat yourself up if you're like, I'm trying to sleep, Allison. I totally understand that. I would just say go and look at things in the gut, especially if you also are having problems like bloating or constipation or diarrhea or nausea at the same time can definitely be pointing to a confluence of factors of you actually having gut problems that are interfering with your sleep and of course then interfering with your lymphatic system. But that's number one, check out your sleep. Super simple. If any of that you haven't tried before, try it out. Number two, I'm going to highly, 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 highly recommend craniosacral therapy. So if you've never heard me talk about craniosacral therapy, you're welcome. It's a phenomenal, very light touch therapy that works with your craniosacral system, which is your brain, your spinal cord, your cranial bones, which there's 22 of them, and your sacrum. And basically is helping your entire meninges and lymphatic system and brain tissue and cerebral spinal fluid, all these keywords I've been saying throughout this podcast episode, this is what this this therapy actually is made for. So craniosacral therapy can be done by physical therapists or chiropractors or massage therapists. It could be, there's lots of people who can learn it. Um, And so if you want to find someone who does craniosacral therapy in your area, I actually have an easy to use tool. If you just go to betterbellytherapies.com find, you can use that tool to find a craniosacral therapist near you. And I even tell you how you can even decide, you know, discern who might be the best one in your area. So you don't have to guess like, oh, is this person going to be good enough? I actually teach you how to do that. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash find you can find a craniosacral therapist near you. But um, a story I wanted to give along with this is actually had a teacher come to me who once, uh, several years ago, who was complaining of brain fog and fatigue. Like, 100% super groggy dude. Um, He'd been teaching for over 30 years. He typically loved his job. He loved to garden. He loved to play piano, and he wasn't able to do any of this. He pretty much taught, came home, and just had to sleep. He was super exhausted. He tried lots of things to help himself feel better. He tried adaptogenic supplements and meditation and going and seeing a psychiatrist, and nothing had worked. And so he said he found craniosacral therapy, came to me, and after three sessions, he could play his piano again, garden, and he was very excited that he could help his wife do the dishes because he also really wanted to be involved in his family and helpful and he hadn't been able to. And so he came back and said, he's back at his hobbies. He enjoys his job again, and he's able to help around at the house. And he was super happy. And that was just three sessions. So craniosacral therapy can be incredibly helpful and honestly, a breakthrough moment for those who are dealing with chronic fatigue and brain fog and nothing else has helped. Another thing to consider is going to be visceral manipulation. This is going to be especially for anyone with scope scoliosis, clients with asthma or a history of asthma, or any surgery to the low back or pelvic organs. So thinking about a C-section, colonoscopy, anything to the prostate, anything to the bladder. Um, I've had clients with scoliosis, who come to me and we work with their rib cage and their and the organs around it and it helps relieve pressure that's pulling on their scoliosis, pulling on their spinal cord. Helps that scoliosis get decreased pressure on it, improves the the neurons firing that are coming out of the spinal cord, and overall increases both their spinal health, which includes the lymphatic system, as well of course of uh, decreasing the pain in their shoulders and their back and improving their range of motion and mobility lots of lots of improvement there i actually had a client come to me she was a health professional and an avid health seeker she's an athlete she actually taught classes on to To help people exercise in a really safe way. And she'd had scoliosis for a long, long time, done as much as she could to figure out how to improve it. And when she came to me, she saw an- another massive increase in her health that she really didn't expect because visceral manipulation was a key, key to releasing the restrictions that was holding some of her scoliosis in place. And then lastly, when we're thinking about increasing the detoxification capability of the- lymphatic system. Chiropractic care can be really helpful too. Basically, there's key components to the spinal cord where if you have restrictions, basically a kink, In the spine, so maybe at your C2 or your C1 vertebra, the first or second vertebra right below your skull, all the way down to your sacrum, any kinks there is going to impede the flow of cerebral spinal fluid and could cause toxicity to build up in that area or just increase the amount of pressure of the cerebral spinal fluid above or below that area. So it's not circulating fully around the brain and spinal cord. So chiropractic care could be a really key thing. It's very complementary to craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation. It doesn't typically replace it. What I find is that if I get a client who's already getting chiropractic care, craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation will often increase the efficacy of what they're doing. Or if they come to me for craniosacral therapy and visceral manipulation, depending on what I'm feeling, I may or may not refer them to a chiropractor to, again, increase the efficacy of what we're doing. So that is all to increase the detoxification capability of the glymphatic system. Super hands-on, super doable, sleep, craniosacral therapy, visceral manipulation, and chiropractic care. That's four things. But the fifth thing is if you do all those things and none of it is like, you're like, man, I'm still struggling with brain fog and fatigue and, I don't know what's going on. It's likely pointing to the fact that you probably have something in your body or something that you're getting into your body that is increasing the toxic burden on your body. So we're going to go back to things like pathogens, hormone imbalance, heavy metals, food sensitivities, and toxic personal care products. So if any of that is going on, you're going to have an increased toxic load internally. And no no matter how much craniosacral therapy or sleep or anything you do, you're not. your body's not going to be able to catch up with the amount of toxins it's dealing with. So the first thing you want to do is test. You want to test for all these things, which is what we do in the Foundations Program at Better Belly Therapies. We test for pathogens, we test for hormone imbalance, we test for heavy metals, we test for food sensitivity. Activities, And we look at the potential of personal care products being part of the toxicity problem. And then after you test, you want to take those findings, correlate it with your symptoms, and create a personal care plan, a customized health plan that's specific to you. It's not just a blog post that says, do this candida diet or take this, you know, pharmaceutical grade herb, whatever it is, take the supplement. Um, But it's actually specific to you and it gets you results. So that's all part of the foundations program. And I highly, like if you are not getting results with just the general basic, take care of your brain stuff, you really do need to look deeper into hidden sources of inflammation such as those we've talked about today. All right, guys. So those are the five steps you can take to decrease brain fog and fatigue today. Again, if you want help finding a craniosacral therapist or visceral manipulation practitioner near you, just go to betterbellytherapies.com find, and you can find a therapist near you today. Or if you are local to Metro Detroit or Ann Arbor region, you can come see me at my in-person office. You can schedule an appointment by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash booking or by clicking the link in the show notes. I would love to see you in my office. But if you have not gotten long-lasting permanent results from Working on your sleep or craniosacral therapy or chiropractic care, you likely have invisible toxins that are keeping your body from working the way it needs to. If this is the case for you, then I encourage you to sign up for the Foundations Program waitlist so you can find the hidden causes of your brain fog and fatigue through functional lab testing. There is no way to know 100% what your symptoms are being caused by by purely evaluating your symptoms. We can't know if brain fog and fatigue is being caused what it's being caused by. So if you are ready to find out the root cause of your brain fog and fatigue and finally get free from your most stubborn symptoms, I encourage you, sign up for the Foundations Program waitlist today. Again, the Foundations Program waitlist is for anybody who's interested in working with me to do functional lab testing and get to the root cause of what's going on and get a customized health plan so you know the exact steps you need to take to get free from your brain fog and fatigue and bloating and PMS and all those things that are plaguing you. The waitlist is the only place where I'll be announcing my availability and opening up the doors for people to work with me. So if you are interested in working with me, sign up for the foundations program waitlist at betterbellytherapies.com waitlist, or by clicking the link in the show notes. Again, that is betterbellytherapies.com waitlist, or by clicking the link in the show notes. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you have more insight on both the causes of brain fog and fatigue and possible solutions. You can be free of brain fog and fatigue, even if it's been plaguing you for a while. There are more options out there and there is science behind it to prove it. So if you love this episode, I wanna encourage you. We have so much more coming down the line. Subscribe so you never miss a beat. And if you thought of a friend while listening to this episode, I would encourage you, take a screenshot and share it with that friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut or brain and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways you can stay in the conversation is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I love connecting with our listeners and it means so much if you drop by and said hi Also, if you had a question during this episode, or you have a question you haven't heard us answer on this podcast, you can ask me a question. It's super simple. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison, and you'll have the opportunity to record a question straight for me. You can leave your name or email or ask anonymously, and you may get your question featured on the podcast and get my thoughts directly into your burning question. You can record as many times as you need to, so you don't have to worry about a mistake becoming permanent, and you can record straight from your phone. It's super simple. Again, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison, or click the link in the show notes and leave me a question there. All right, that's it for today, guys. And as always, remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.